0: Well, what a great job. That's, that's a difficult task to keep all that music program together and Dwayne does a fabulous job leading us from the choir to the handbells and second service. And what is great, absolutely great. You know, I've noticed that the sinful nature uh, constantly draws us to think about ourselves and become selfish. It's just part of the sinful nature that we have inherited. And it's a challenge in life to overcome it, put it to death and begin to think about others. And this year I've been excited to see some of our initiatives. We had the backpacks that we collected for kids all over the state of Kentucky. They'll receive those this Christmas. And then now these shoe boxes will be going around the world. Help us to focus on others and sharing the gospel with others. And so I hope that you'll, uh, uh, that you'll choose to participate in that. And uh, thank you, Michelle, for the beautiful uh, and passionate introduction about that great ministry that we'll be a part of this year well we we've been in a series and today we're going to be in the last sermon in that series we've looking at the last night of jesus before the crucifixion and the passage we are reading today is peter's denial of christ and after that it will be mourning and we'll we'll leave that passage for another time but as you look to this last night of jesus we saw him having Passover with his disciples. And in that meal, he explained to them that it truly pointed to him. They left from there, and the Bible says that they sang a hymn. It's amazing to think that Jesus understood what they were thinking, who they were, and what they were about to do. He knew they would all abandon him, and he knew that Peter would deny him. And yet the Bible says that he he sang with them. Jesus, knowing what light ahead for him, poured himself into his disciples to try to prepare them. And he taught them. And he told them what was about to take place. And yet they didn't understand or believe. And so they went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus there asked them to pray. And he took Peter, James, and John on a little farther from the rest, and he asked them to watch and pray. And here's what he told them. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And Jesus, as he went on, one gospel says, about a stone's throw ahead, he began to pray. And as he came back after the first hour, he checked on the disciples, and they were asleep. And Jesus said, could you not watch and pray, one, hour and jesus went back and he began to pray again and the bible describes for us that for jesus it was a moment of agony knowing that he was about to bear the wrath of god for the sins of the world and in that moment jesus modeled for us what we all need to pray that god's will be done jesus who asked the father if there was any other way to let this cup pass from him. But he prayed, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Judas knows that Jesus is a person of prayer. And he knows that Jesus has a place of prayer. And so he knows exactly where to take the mob to find Jesus. There, on the Mount of Olives, where during Passover, there would have been thousands upon thousands of people camped out. Judas knows of this place, this garden called Gethsemane. And he takes them right there to where Jesus is. And in deceit, he walks up and he identifies Jesus with a friendly, brotherly kiss jesus is arrested and taken away peter just prior to this moment draws his sword and tries to defend jesus but when he realizes that jesus is not going to resist but that he will willingly go with them peter like all the other disciples scatters the bible tells us that as jesus Is led off that Peter follows at a distance waiting to see the end and tonight or this morning this on this night of Jesus last night as Jesus goes in for this trial before the Sanhedrin Peter experiences his own trial out in the courtyard as he is sitting with the guards wanting to see, wanting to hear what will happen to Jesus. Three times, he's given an opportunity to identify himself as a disciple of Jesus. Three times, he's given the opportunity to explain why he would follow Jesus instead of following the Pharisees of his day. And three times, he denies jesus as lord claiming that he doesn't even know him you know throughout the bible as it describes different people there's so many people that we would call heroes it's king david and abraham solomon who built the temple the new testament you see many great people who served the lord but the Bible not only records their faithfulness and their victories, but the Bible also records their weaknesses and their failures as well. And the same is true of Peter. You see, on that night, as Jesus was with his disciples, betrayed, arrested, and tried. There were some people who were sincere. But there was only one who was without sin, and that's Jesus. You know that the Bible says that it records the lives of individuals for our example. And I think that one of the reasons the Bible records the failures of people, the failures of devoted people and victorious people, so that we can understand that Jesus is the one who is perfect you see every single one of us if we attempt with all our heart to follow the Lord there's going to be times when we fail this Christian life is a learning process it's a journey in personal growth development as we constantly learn how to put off the old self and take on the Lord Jesus Christ what's essential is not our perfection but our persistence the mark of a disciple is not that they don't have any weaknesses the mark of a disciple is not that they've never failed the mark of a disciple Is that they repent and they keep pressing on to follow the lord so this morning i want to invite you to join me as we look into what becomes peter's trial matthew chapter 26 beginning in verse 69 would you join me in standing as we read this together the bible says here verse 69 bitterly let's pray together father as we read today about peter's failure lord i pray that it would encourage us to know that a man like peter could go on to be forgiven and restored and greatly used by you father help us to be your servants in this place for it's in your son's name that we pray amen You may be seated the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak that's the very words of jesus and peter is now finding out exactly what jesus was talking about the bible says in verse 58 which is just before where we read today it says and peter was following him at a distance so jesus was arrested and the bible says all the disciples scattered but apparently they didn't go far they just went far enough that they wouldn't get caught up in the arrest and so peter then comes back and follows at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest and going inside he sat down with the guards and listen to this phrase to see the end now peter didn't even understand what was happening this was not the end this was just the beginning certainly the beginning of his ministry it's the beginning of the christian church that peter went in following at a distance well peter thought he was at a distance from the trial but trials find us wherever we are jesus had warned peter that he was about to be tried in luke chapter 22 the bible records these words that jesus had for peter he said simon simon and that's just I said uh, another name for Peter. You and I, most of us have three names, first, middle, and last. And same way, it was Simon Peter. So it says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And I've always been amazed at what Jesus said next. Listen to this. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Jesus knew that Peter would fail. And he also knew that he would repent and be restored. And so Jesus, before Peter has ever even failed, before Peter even understands that he possibly could fail, Remember, Peter's at the point in his life when he said, Lord, they may all abandon you, but not me. And Jesus said, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter said, I'm not going to deny you three times. I'm ready to die with you. But Jesus knew what he was going to do. And so before Peter even understands it, Jesus has given him instructions about how to lead his ministry once he has failed, repented, returned, and been restored jesus would pray for peter but jesus understood that although the spirit is willing the flesh is weak you know throughout scripture we see god warning people about their weakness in trial early early in the bible when we see the children of adam and eve the first natural born humans on this planet and here's what God said to one of them he said if you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well listen to this sin is crouching at the door its desire is contrary to you but you must rule over it one of the worst things we can do is to be overconfident and say that we're never going to give into temptation we're never going to fail in a trial we don't need any help we don't need to pray we don't need to prepare we are better than everyone else it's exactly what peter was saying he said lord all the other disciples may abandon you but not me and jesus said to him peter three times this night you're going to deny even knowing me When Cain was angry, God told him. He said, sin is crouching at your door, and his desire is to have you, but you must overcome it. Peter, God knew exactly what would happen with Peter, and Jesus prayed for him that his faith would not fail, and yet it did. And all of us are going to have times in our life when our faith fails. We're going to have times... When we're weak and imperfect and we sin. Friend, to sin as a believer is not hypocrisy. To pretend that you are without sin or weakness is hypocrisy. The world knows that we are not perfect people. And I think some of us are afraid to ever let our guard down and let anybody see anything. One night I was in Atlanta, and I was witnessing to a family. There was a lady who had attended the church some. She was not a believer. Her husband never attended church. He was not a believer. And I, I went to their home, and uh, I began to, to share the gospel. And I just got just a, a few sentences in to explaining. When her husband, very gruffly, just, he says, well, I got a question for you i said okay what's your question and he asked me some philosophical question about the beginning of time and everything he he thought he really had something and and i just said uh, i said friend I, i really don't know i said but i know this i know that god loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you so that you could be saved and you know how he responded his defenses just dropped and he said well, that's a really good answer. He said, I'm glad to hear you say that. He said, I know that you don't know everything. He said, everybody else has tried to talk to me. about This acted like they knew everything. He said, "I'll, I'll listen to what you have to say. He wasn't saved that night, but he did listen. And then he started coming to church. And a few weeks later, during the invitation, he came charging forward, tears in his eyes, and he accepted Christ. You know the world understands that we're not perfect the greatest charge that the world has against the church is hypocrisy And the reason is is because so many people pretend that they're without any weakness or any failure Jesus knew that Peter was weak and Peter needed prayer he also knew that Peter was going to fail but he knew that Peter was going to return and he was going to restore him think about the weakness of Peter This man had just faced down a mob moments before, but now he is brought to his knees by the accusation of a simple servant girl. In verse 69, notice what it says. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. First century Israel, uh, the culture was quite a bit different from culture today. They didn't have the same standards. They didn't have the same values. They did not have the same worldview. And so in first century Israel, uh, you couldn't get any lower than to be a servant girl. Everything about this person was looked down upon in first century culture there she was not an adult she was a female and she was a slave but yet in this moment peter from her simple accusation that he was with jesus he is crippled with fear and so he denied it before them all saying i do not know what you mean well notice what happens in verse 71 Peter apparently is a little uncomfortable about this whole encounter and so he he moves in verse 71 it says and when he went out to the entrance another servant girl saw him so he he's in the courtyard I don't know how big it is but apparently it's it's a rather large area he went in and he sat with the soldiers a servant girl identifies him and so then he moves over to the entrance perhaps on the other side of where she was and another servant girl saw him and she said to the bystanders this man was with jesus of nazareth and again he denied it with an oath i do not know the man peter he changes locations he moves from one side of the courtyard to the other goes out to the entrance but do you know that you can't outrun a trial one of the hardest lessons that we have to learn in life is that wherever you go, there you are. It's true. Wherever you go, there you are. There's a lot of people that have problem with church. And so they go to another church and they have the same problem, they go to another church, they have the same problem, they go to another church, they have the same problem. And, and pretty soon you gotta look around and say, whole different church, whole different group of people, same problem. What's the common denominator? wherever you go there you are I know a lot of pastors are there in the ministry move from church to church to church they you know, and, and they'll they'll come to the pastor's meetings and I say they say, Oh, pray for me I'm just a victim it's just awful what they've done to me and I have to be very careful not to say "Didn't that same thing happened in your last three churches what? you notice that none of the other pastors had that problem maybe you're just overly abrasive It might be that that you're a small part of the problem wherever you go there you are so Peter he tries to to outrun this problem by going to the entrance and yet there another servant girl identifies him so here we have Peter going out to the entrance there's a different servant girl and there's different bystanders but it's the same Peter you know Peter would write part of the New Testament in first Peter chapter 4 verse 12 listen what he wrote beloved do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you but rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Peter understood something about trials and later he would write about them. Later, when Peter went before the Sanhedrin, after being filled with the spirit, he would be bold. The Bible describes it in Acts chapter 4 verse 13. It says now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, this is this is the Sanhedrin's brought in Peter and John, they said you got to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. Peter with great clarity said we can't stop speaking about what we've seen and heard and they spoke in such a way that the Sanhedrin was amazed and so it says when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men they were astonished and I love this last phrase it says and they recognized that they had been with Jesus what an extraordinary compliment for someone to recognize that we have been with Jesus Peter in this moment in the courtyard is a moment of failure it's a moment of weakness he was not prepared he was not ready and so when he found himself alone he failed but Peter later would be restored he would be filled by the Spirit and now instead of being afraid of a simple servant girl he will stand before the Sanhedrin which was the Jewish high court that ruled the land and with great boldness he will proclaim that he cannot stop preaching about the resurrection in Jesus I want you to notice something that happens here in these three denials you see sin Is a downward spiral and I don't know if you've noticed something or not but the first time Peter was asked he denied knowing Jesus the second time that he was asked the Bible says he denied it with an oath this time but listen to the third time it says that after a little while the bystanders came up and said to Peter certainly you too are one of them for your accent betrays you then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear i do not know the man peter is asked is it, weren't you with them?" and peter says i don't know what you're talking about and peter's asked aren't you one of them and peter swears an oath he says i i swear and i don't know what the oath was but the bible says he swore an oath that he was not one of them And then, the third time that he's asked, he invokes a curse on himself. You know what it means to invoke a curse. Someone says, if I'm lying, right? And then they put a condition. If I'm lying, may God strike me dead. That's an example of a curse. Peter invokes a curse on himself each time his denial escalates you see this is how sin works the first time Peter lied the second time Peter swore an oath the third time Peter invoked a curse on himself and swore he didn't know Jesus I don't know who first said this but they knew what they were talking about someone once said sin will take you farther than you ever wanted to go it will keep you longer than you ever wanted to stay and it will cost you more than you ever wanted to pay it's how sin works. It's a downward spiral. Once we get started down the path, we just get dragged Father and Father and Father. You see, Peter didn't even believe he was capable of falling this far. That night before verses 33 and 35, listen to what he said, then Peter answered him, talking about Jesus, as Jesus warned Peter, "Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away." Peter thought there was just no way he would ever fall away. He said, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. And a few hours later, a servant girl says, aren't you one of them? And he says, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, sin will always bring hurt into your life eventually. The Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a season, but ultimately it leads to pain. The Bible says in verse 74 Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times, and listen what happened. And he went out and wept bitterly. Jesus told Peter what was going to happen, but Peter did not believe him. We need to come to the place in our lives where we trust God is telling us the truth in Scripture. a lesson in Christian discipleship to learn that God knows what he's talking about and when he gives us a warning it needs to be heeded I've got three girls that all drive now it's a very different experience teaching each one of them and uh, my, my, my oldest one didn't need any driving lessons she was ready for NASCAR right out of the gate and so my second one i said i said madison you have to drive at least the speed limit you're going to cause a wreck it's amazing how they're all different in it they're all different was there a time in your life when you knew so much more than your parents most of us as christians There's a time in our life that we know so much more than God. And it's part of growing up to recognize that he knows what he's talking about, and we need to listen to him. And Jesus told Peter, you need to watch and pray, because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And Peter said, I'm ready to die with you. And Jesus said, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter says, I will never fall away. And now, remembering what Jesus said, it's a moment of pain and agony. As he goes out, and the Bible says, he wept bitterly. Listen to Proverbs as it describes the wisdom of God that he gives us. It says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to the wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Every single one of us will face trials in life. We'll also face temptations. And I'm telling you now, if you sit here this morning, and you say, well, that's for lesser Christians. I don't have anything to worry about. You may sin, pastor, but I'm past that. That's exactly where Peter was. He looked around at the other disciples. He said, they may all fall away, but I'm ready to die. And Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. God tells us in Proverbs, if we would listen, he would give us wisdom but on this night when the rooster crowed peter cried because he remembered what jesus said psalm 66 verse 18 tells us what our attitude should be about our sin it says if i had cherished iniquity in my heart the lord would not have listened i'm thankful that peter cried When he understood he had betrayed the lord you see peter he repented he was restored and he was used this would be a sad story if peter's story ended here but it was just the beginning you see jesus was going to use him to lead the disciples he was going to be one of the greatest leaders in the early church he was a right part of the new testament Peter would become completely restored by Jesus and greatly used for his glory. Church history tells us that he would die a martyr and that when they went to crucify Peter, Peter requested to be crucified upside down because he said, I'm not worthy to die like my Lord. If you try to run, you will surely fall but when you fall get up in the christian life it's not how we started that's so important what's important is how we finish let's pray together father when our faith fails help us to come in repentance lord like peter i pray that you'd restore us and that you'd use us Help us, Lord, to be humble, to recognize our weakness, and to call upon you for strength. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. On that night as Peter was to betray Jesus, the very next morning they took him out, took Jesus, that is. And the Bible says they spit on him, they whipped him, they drove nails through his hands, through his feet and you know how Jesus responded he said father forgive them for they know not what they do." you know why Jesus who had the power to speak a word and all these executioners would drop dead Jesus who could have called on the father and brought legions of angels to defend him Jesus who could have came off of that cross do you know why he stayed So you and i could be forgiven jesus paid for our sin and this morning if you would like to be forgiven he offers it as a free gift all you have to do is believe and ask so i want to invite you when we sing would you pray to the lord all you have to do is say father I believe your son died for me please forgive me my sin and help me to live for you many of us here today we've already received this gift so just like Peter God has something for us to do may we search our hearts and find it and pursue it with all the passion we can muster as we sing I invite you to respond. Let's stand together. Father, we just thank you for this day and thank you for the opportunity to gather again, Lord. We just ask that you go with us and lead God and direct us and watch over us as we leave this place. Forgive us where you fail, your name I pray. Amen.